The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. thought about why people act the way they do? Why are some people more difficult to deal with while others are always pleasant? Let's find out together. Welcome to Human Behavior. What a trip. Your host is Dr. Jonathan Brower. Our program combines expert guests with people just like you who have questions or comments. We'll have fun exploring human behavior. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jonathan Brower. Hello, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower. My show is called Human Behavior, What a Trip. And I have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Pat Brown, and she's written a wonderful book entitled How to Save Your Daughter's Life. So, Pat Brown, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Yes. Would you uh, perhaps just start up with an overview of what your book is about in general, then we'll get to more specifics. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, why I even wrote this book. Um, yes. And the reason is because I've been on so many television shows over the last 10 years, and every time I go on, I have to speak about someone who's been murdered. And oftentimes it is a young woman. And, you know, you just hear the sad stories over and over again, and you you, you see the parents on, on television and the sister crying and crying about their lost loved one, and they tell the story of what happened to her. And I sit there and I just cringe because I'm thinking, oh, I wish I could have gotten to that family earlier, maybe maybe help them keep their daughter out of danger, maybe keep her from going jogging on that dark path, or maybe keep her from going out and getting drunk that night and going off with some guy she didn't know. I, I wish I had told, I, I helped them understand, you know, uh, what psychopaths are like so they could have taught their daughter to recognize those signs in a young man and not become that young man's girlfriend and then try to break up with them. I wish I could have gotten to them sooner. And, of course, you know, you can't get to everybody, you can't get to them in time. Um, but I'm hoping this book does reach a lot of parents today, and maybe it will save, save some of those girls' lives in the future. And so that's why I wrote it. Yes. So one of the uh, main parts of this whole problem are the parents. And well, what they, you know, I what think they do you know, or don't do. parents, you know, we, we do go into this pretty much uh, – you know, blindfolded half the time. We're, we only yes. have our childhoods to learn from. And then if we're becoming parents, um, it helps if, you know, we, we prepare a little bit. But, you know, oftentimes we get married and, or, you know, we have, we have kids and then there they are. And then we're like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, what am I going to do with them? How am I going to deal with them in the society? And they start, you know, as they're growing up, you know, you're, you're learning every day and you're trying to react every day to what's, you know, what's in the world around you and how the world is treating your daughter and how your daughter's handling the world. And, you know, it's, it's, it's quite difficult. I mean, yeah. it's no easy job, and, you know, a lot of times we, we kind of guess at what would be the, what a good thing to do. Uh, yes. And so, you know, it helps to get all the information we can. And, it, and particularly in today's world, in this area, I think a lot of parents are undereducated 
and the reality yes. of what's out there. Uh, they just really don't know. And, I, you know, I can't blame them. I mean, this is my profession, criminal profiling. I've dealt with all the terrible things that happen to people. So I do have an inside you know, view of this. And so yeah. when, when people read the book, they'll find that I've addressed lots of different issues in their daughter's life as they're going through it. I, get, I address the early years, what you can do early on to get her prepared for teenhood. I talk about everything that can happen to her in the home, down the street, at the mall, at her friend's houses, at school, uh, you know, if, she, if she's just walking to, walking to her part-time job. So I'm talking about her physical safety and her mental safety and her, her safety within relationships. So I really look at every yeah. aspect of yeah. anything that could come into your daughter's life, including getting involved in a gang, getting sucked yes. into prostitution. I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff out yeah. there. You know, okay, that, before... That before waiting, bef- you know? Yeah, before we get into the specifics, uh, tell us briefly, how did you uh, find this of interest in the beginning for you to start? Well, you know, I, I became a criminal profiler 15 years ago um, when I reported uh, to the police a suspect that I believe might have killed a young woman in the neighborhood. And, yeah. and she was doing one of those things I'm, I urge parents to, to make sure that daughters understand they shouldn't be doing, which is going out and jogging on a lonely path, uh-huh. uh, especially at dusk and dawn. When, when uh, serial killers tend to like to hide behind the bushes, and they yes. wait for that girl to be the last one out there when there's going to be no witnesses left to, you know, yes. to stop, to see anything happening and to, and to prevent the, the attack from occurring. And this poor woman, I mean, she's a young woman, 22 years old. She was, she was an intern at NASA, very, very smart. And uh, I'm sure, you know, she never saw it coming. You know, she went out for her jog and was looking forward to at the beginning of her internship, and boom, it was all over. Brutal yes. rape and murder, and it's just, it's just sickening, absolutely sickening, and no one has been ever charged with that crime either. So whoever killed her is still out there. Yeah, that's terrible. around and maybe killing other young women you know, in the same kind of situation. So that's what got me going into profiling. And um, then, you know, this is uh, 15 years later, I've just, I wanted to get this book out because I'd like to profile less crimes. <laughs> yes. I'd like to open up a flower shop and just, you know, not have to think about young women being, you know, raped and murdered and, you know, hurt by other people. Of course, yes. we're never going to get rid of all crime in the world, but, you know, we can at least work with it and try to, yes. try to lessen it. So basically, you have some interest in this and your intention is to help women be safer and to know what to do and not to do. So right, let's get, in, let's get into some specifics. for the parents because, you know, we're talking about teen girls. We're talking about girls coming 11, 12 years old, going, just going to junior high school, getting into high school. Some of your girls going off to college. Uh, yeah. they, they, they need guidance. They need yes. guidance from their parents. And if their parents don't know what's going on, the parents can't help them out. Uh, yes. So a lot of times when kids say something like, oh, this, you know, this is perfectly fine, and they, they sometimes even convince their parents it's perfectly okay. Yes. And then behind closed doors, for example, on the Internet, they're sitting there on Facebook, and they're being bullied. The parents don't even know what's going on, but they yeah. don't realize that, you know, what, how Facebook even works. Some parents don't, don't use Facebook, so how would they know? So yes. I want to make sure they understand what can happen so they can talk with their daughters, find out what's going on, and either, you know, put up some barriers or help their daughters deal with it. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into specific kinds of problems and uh, what you think can be done that can be of use. Well, absolutely. I mean, one of the, um, one of the things I want to bring out, because it is, it is time for girls to go off to college. Yes. And uh, we, we have heard of the escalating date rape problem on yes. college campuses. We, that's a big, huge topic these days. And, and unfortunately, we don't approach the topic correctly. 
Because what's how do, always how do we do it incorrectly, and what should be and what would be the correct way? Well, what happens is we tend to focus on getting mad. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, girls are being girls are being raped on campus. You know, it, you know, they should be reporting these rapes. We have a date rape center. We these girls should get in here and put the reports in, and we ought to stop these young men from doing these horrible things to these girls. People yes. are getting mad, but here, but they're not understanding the reality of it. The reality of it is this: date rape almost always has no sign of injury. Uh-huh. And therefore, and it's also almost always involves alcohol. Girl goes out with friends, gets, gets drinking, some guy targets her, he drinks with her, then she goes with him or he goes with her, and, you know, he convinces her to let's go someplace together. They're, they're now on a couch someplace, they're kissing, they're hugging, they're doing a little something, and all of a sudden, the guy wants more and the girl maybe trying to push him off or say no, and all, you know, and, and then she's laying there and he's, he's having, he's having sex with her, raping her, and, yes. She can't fight him back because she can hardly move her body anyway because of the alcohol in it. And then when yes. it's over, he says, here's your clothes. She gets up, she puts her clothes on, she walks out. Now, when she goes down to the, the, the hospital to, yeah. to get her date rape kit done, I mean, that's yeah. a rape kit, I'm sorry, not a date rape kit, a rape kit. Yeah. They do the rape kit, the police show up, they ask her questions, and what they come up with is, okay, she had sex, we see no injuries, she says he raped her, the police take down her statement. But they ask the guy, he says, I didn't rip. We were drinking. Uh-huh. We went back to my place. We had sex. She wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do with that? How are you going to go to court and prove that the guy is lying and the woman is telling the truth? Because sometimes girls do lie. Sometimes girls aren't raped. Yes. Sometimes they do lie about it. So the fact is you have to be able to prove it. And if you and can't ha- prove it, one, there's going to be no prosecution. There's Pardon going me? to be no justice. Yeah. So, you know, the, well, the, well, the people on campus are yelling about, you know, we gotta stop these young men. Well, I'm telling you something, you know, it's very hard to stop psychopaths. You know, all you can yes. do is protect yourself from them. And, you know, if you catch a psychopath and can prove he's committed a crime, yes, I'd like to see higher, you know, I'd, I'd like to see stronger sentences. Absolutely. Yes. I'd like to see them put away. But if we can't prove it, they're gonna still be out there with your daughter. So we need on college campuses to start saying, hey, you know, we can't, we know these predators are out there. We have to help girls not get into their clutches. We have to pr- help girls stay away from them. And how do because, we do you know, that? Some, sometimes that's what it comes down to. You know, you, you can't stop them. You've got you to keep from being their victims. So, you know, that's, they need to be focusing on that, and that would help save a lot of girls a lot of grief. So what would be some uh, interventions to keep uh, women away from rapists? <laughs> Try, try not drinking like a fish. I mean, uh-huh. this is, this is, I'm talking about date rape now, acquaintance rape. I'm not talking about when you're walking home and a guy jumps out of the bushes. Okay, um, so we'll stay with date okay, rape for the moment. So, when, so when basically, if they're not using alcohol rape, or other usually drugs. what happens is she is going out um, and she's drinking. I mean, yes. that doesn't mean you can't get raped when you're not drunk, but usually alcohol has something to do with it. Usually you are going to some guy's location alone with him, and if you do not trust that guy implicitly, that's what you have to teach your daughter. Look. Just because you know the guy from school doesn't mean you know the guy. He's yes. just the guy you go to school with. And if yeah. you're drinking with him and he's funny, ha, 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 I'm sure your and Bonda's vote was fun, too. Until Natalie went yeah. to the beach with him, Natalie Holloway. Yeah. You know, here she was, Natalie Holloway. I'm sure you remember. She was down on her high school, you know, her, you know after high school, they on the high school trip uh-huh. down to Aruba. And she was drinking with her friends. And then this handsome young man who was about her age 
you know, uh-huh. let's go for a ride down to the beach. Well, every young girl thinks it's very romantic. You know, you're up on a you know, tropical island and you meet this handsome Dutchman, you know. And yes. he was a pretty good-looking dude. Uh, I'm sure he was kind of fun in that bar. So she yeah. goes off with him to the beach. And there she is in some sand, and sand is very hard to fight back in because, you know, you, you know, so you can bury somebody in the sand real quick. It's hard to push off of that stuff. And she had been drinking. Yeah. Next thing you know, my guess is that she said no to rape, you know, no to sex. And so he raped her, and during the rape, she probably tried to fight back a little, and he strangled and killed her. Uh-huh. But, you know, the sad part is she went off with Joan Vandersloot, who she did not know. She yes. did not know this young man. She should not have left with him. She should have stayed with her friends. But alcohol makes you stupid. Alcohol yes. makes you not care so much. Alcohol makes everything seem okay. So you have to work with your young ladies, you know, your, your daughters, teaching them how alcohol affects their brains and, and how the you know, simple fact that they're much smaller than guys. You know, guys know this. Guys always buy girls shots. <laughs> like, man, you want to go to a girl drunk, you buy her shots. Yeah. And she but it, it, those it alcohol it could be other drugs too, couldn't it? It could be something as, uh, it could be marijuana, it could be uh, it's usually alcohol. It could be almost it's anything, almost right? always alcohol. I mean, marijuana makes people slow and silly, and they, that, that usually is not a, something that really is, is part of the date rape scene. Yeah. Um, and even people who say they're being roofied, girls yeah. say they're being roofied. Now, that's, that's where you put something in the girls' drink. Now, I do warn girls, you know, if you're out, you know, teach your daughters when they're out, that drink that they have in their hand ought to stay in their hand. Yes. And if they go off to the bathroom, you know, don't leave that thing on the table. And don't tell your friends, watch my drink, because your friends are drunk. So they're not watching yes. anything really well. So you might come back, and, and there could be a date rape drug in it. However, so most girls, that's not true for most girls, though. Most girls claim the date rape thing when actually practice they were drunk. You know, but it's easier to say, I, I know I put something in my drink, not that I got stupid drunk. So, you know, a lot of times girls don't want, you know, kind of admit that. You know, I got yes. drunk, and that's how I ended up at this guy's place and, you know, didn't have any strength to fight him off, you know. Uh, so basically, so it would be better if they were drinking water or just, just soft drinks. <laughs> okay, so... so then, you um, know, I wanted to ask, you know, I know you were going to be asking that question about um, uh, other kind, you know, rape uh, rape in general, and I'm not going to say rape, rape like Whoopi Goldberg, but I see where she was coming from. You have acquaintance rape, which means you know the person, a date rape, you know the person, you're out with them, and you have uh, physical violent rape on the street where your girl is just walking home from school, or she's walking, you know, across the parking lot, yeah. uh, and, and, and she suddenly gets attacked. And something really important I want to tell parents. I'll tell you, before we go on, we're going to take a, a brief break for about 90 seconds. Okay. And uh, then we'll come back, because we're just about ready for the break, I believe. Sounds like a plan. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield. Total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 
805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip, with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. Hi, everybody. We're back with Human Behavior, What a Trip. This is Jonathan Brower. My guest and expert is Pat Brown, and we're talking about how to save your daughter's life. And, Pat, right before the uh, break, you were going to start talking about stranger rape. Stranger rape, yeah. This is kind of the two... Let me, let me point out, just again, to clarify this for people. There's acquaintance rape and there's stranger rape. Both of these are rape. You know, when you, when you haven't said yes to sex... And, Somebody jumps on you and does something to you don't want. Yes, your daughter has been raped, regardless of who did it and how it all happened. Uh, acquaintance rape um, is something she obviously knows, and some at least for a short period of time. And stranger rape is the kind of rape that we all think of as really scary stuff, where you know your daughter would be walking home from school, or, or you know she's uh, going, got her part-time job and she comes out of out of the door of the, the store she's working at, and all of a sudden some guy grabs her, um, yes. and and commits a horrible crime. Uh, but I want to point out, too, that rape is a, a rapist on the street, a stranger rape, is always a serial rapist. This is not a guy who does this one time. Always a serial rapist. It's what he does. Or he's a serial killer, but he's moved up to killing the girl he rapes. Uh, yes. So these are very, very dangerous predators. And one yes. of the really, really scary things that I think is, even, is terribly scary is that if you, if you hear about date rapes, I'm sorry, if you hear about stranger rapes in your community, um, your high, high school girls have been raped, especially college girls being raped. The first thing you'll hear about is self-defense courses popping up like crazy. Yes. All these all these girls taking self-defense courses, and these things are really pushed and promoted by schools. These And these are not martial arts programs, by the way. Martial arts meaning that you actually, you know, join a martial arts school, and you go three to five times a week, and you work out every day, and you practice, you know, hitting heavy bags, you practice... You know, do a sparring with people, and then you get really good at your your at your sport. Yes. Well, what I'm talking about is these three hour self defense class your daughter takes. Maybe three evenings if you really got a long one. Uh, she goes in for a few hours, and she is given a crash course in how to defend herself. Uh, and she's taught how to punch. She's taught how to kick. She's taught how to twist her arm away from some guy who grabs her, and it makes me shudder. I went to one of those classes and I watched it and I said, "Oh my God, these girls are going to get themselves killed, and they're going to so think they can protect themselves, yeah. but they can't." So these self-defense courses basically don't really help them at all, from what you're saying. Well, no, they don't. What's worse is they give the women, uh, young women, a false sense of empowerment that they uh-huh. can actually walk out of the class and take on somebody. And you know, yeah. this is ridiculous. First of all, the most important thing to realize is, you know, learning how to throw a punch and a kick. It, it takes time. Girls throw yes. punches like girls, <laughs> and they have their wrists bent, and they will break them on impact. 
So that will yes. be the end of that fight. Uh, kicking a guy is very hard to hit him right, and especially if you're on high heel shoes and half drunk at the time, probably not happening. Uh, you know, it, and the, but the most important thing is this. Your girl is walking down the street. She weighs 110 pounds. 100 yes. pounds. She's yeah. five foot two. The guy jumps out of the bushes. He's six foot. Yes. He weighs 220. He's yes. solid muscle. Are you actually going to tell me that she can beat him up? Yeah, that's just, that almost makes, makes me, you know, sad to laugh at that thought. Do you see her trying to punch him out? It's not yes. going to happen. Anybody who ever watches boxing or watches the UFC notices immediately there's a thing called weight classes. You have right. featherweight, you have welterweight, you got middleweight, you got heavyweight, and you do not see a featherweight in with a heavyweight because the heavyweight will kill the featherweight. <laughs> you know, he is not going to win. So, so what's, this, what's the solution for the girl woman out to there do? And tell her she can fight some psychopath jumping out of the bushes. She can't. Yeah, so, so what's her, what should she be doing? Very, very frightening to me. And they shouldn't be offered to the women, yeah. at, least, at least not the part where they're teaching her to fight. What yes. they should be teaching her is smart, smartness, how not to get in situations where a guy will jump out of the bushes and grab you. Yes. Uh, you know, that, that, how to stay, to stay away from dangerous situations because there are things you can do on the street which are safer than other things. There are times of day when it's better to walk. There's choices that are better to be made. Yes. Like, for example, a girl goes leaving a building, and there's a security guard there, and she looks across the dark parking lot, and across the dark parking lot is her car. car's underneath the light, but she's got to walk to her car. It's the only car out there. Yes. Should she ask the security guard to walk her to her car? Yes. No. She, Absolutely she not. Well, what should she, she have? security guard is the number one job of serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, it, I'm not saying most most uh, security guards are serial killers. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. simply saying that that is a very that is a number one choice of serial killers. They love getting a uniform. They love working in security. A lot of them wanted to be cops and you know couldn't get on the police force, so they work in yeah. security. But, I mean, so most of the guys are fine, but you don't so know what, which ones aren't. Okay. And if so you're the woman some do? guy who's what? working alone there as a security guard, can you walk me to my car? He may be very happy to do so. And she will never make it to to her car. So what should she do? I never saw her. Okay, then what should she do? Some security guard walk her to her car. Okay, Pat. So what 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 should she do then? Well, first of all, you have to take a look at your daughter. Where she first of all, you have to sit down with your daughter and figure out where it's safe for her to work. I mean, some Uh places aren't safe to work at at night. So maybe you want to not have her in those places. Um, If she is going to work at a place at night. You know, obviously, you pick a better, a safer place. Maybe pick her up from work so she doesn't have to walk across the lot to her car. Yes. If she ends up in a situation where she does, my recommendation is that she just, you know, she looks all around, make sure she sees nobody, and beelines it to her car without any help from somebody else. Uh, and she carries with her a one of those um, siren whistles. Uh-huh. Those things are pretty good because the siren whistle, first of all, it's not going to hurt. Your, you know, the girl's not going to hurt herself with it like she would might with mace, you know, and she, uh-huh. Praise her own face with it instead of his. And, you know, and she can push the button or pull the plug, whatever, however it works. It makes an ear-piercing, horrifying whistle, a siren. And yes. when that goes off, first of all, it attracts attention. And no and no serial predator wants attention, so he'll run away. Secondly, oh, it's really hard to rape a woman when that thing is screaming in your ear and you can hardly, you know, can stand the pain. Yeah. So that is a very good tool, very cheap. She can easily carry that with her. That's uh-huh. a good idea. Won't hurt her, certainly can help her. But the most important thing is for parents to look at the situation. Where is my, what's my daughter doing? 
Where is she going? Where is she working? Help her pick out the safest situation possible. Help her understand yes. she weighs 110 pounds. Yes. Now, if your girl is six foot two, and she weighs 200 pounds, and she works out, and yeah. she's got a black belt, okay. Let her. I'm not so worried about it because serial killers probably won't mess with her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But if you got that little girl, you, you better you better sit down and figure out you know how you can help her out. Yes. I know. I know at a lot of colleges and universities, for both men and women, it's used more for women. Um, that the campus police will, uh, in their, um, in their, um, little um, like golf cart kind of uh, vehicle, they'll take women to the parking lot to their cars. Right. What do you, what do you think that's, that's a pretty good? A better situation because first of all. You know, well, you know, you can't you can't say it's absolutely safe. You know what I mean? I, you know, yeah. who knows who got to be a campus police officer? Depending yeah. on how well he's regulated, you know, people know where he is at what time. Um, yes. The best thing for a woman is to make sure that when she leaves with anybody, somebody else sees her leaving with him. Uh-huh. So if somebody's going to give her a ride, that somebody has seen her getting into that vehicle, even if it's with a with a police officer. So same reason they say, you know, you do, your daughter's thing, you know, she sees a you know, siren behind her, you know, on on, on the road. She uh-huh. should not just pull over in a dark area. She should yes. drive herself to a convenience store yeah. before she pulls over. And then the police officer gets out, and he may be a little annoyed. He had to follow her to the convenience store, but he'll understand why. She said wanted to be safe. She wanted people yes. to see what's going on. First of all, she wants to know it's a police officer and not somebody pretending to be a police officer. And secondly, you know, you just want to be in a safe place where there's witnesses. Of course. And yeah. that's, you know, one thing. things, you know, the younger your daughter is, the more witnesses you need, the more you need to protect her. Because she can't protect herself, and so you you know you can't just throw her out there and hope all goes well. So you know one of the things I really put uh, and try to enforce and try to implore in this book is that parents take their job seriously. You know that um, your daughter depends on you to uh-huh. you know to take care of her. Kind of like if you know if you went someplace, um, let's say you were going to on a, on, a, on a mountaineering kind of trip. You know, and there are people running the trip. And they were providing yes. supplies, and they were helping you learn how to, you know, climb rocks and stuff. Wouldn't you want yes. somebody competent, of course, you know, that knows the ropes and can help you understand how it all works and make sure you're safe? You know, we want that. For as an adult, we'd want that. Well, you, yes. that's what you are to your kids. You know, they're expecting mom and dad, you know, to to, to help them get get through to adulthood, and we need to make sure that we we do that job. Yes. So, what other ways do we? Uh help women avoid rape? Well, it's not just rape. I mean, this book is not about oh, rape. I mean, excuse I me, make about sure daughter, people understand saving that daughter's that's life. That's just yeah. one small piece of the book. A lot okay. of the book also is about, for example, risky relationships. We see we see many examples these days of young girls getting into risky relationships. My favorite example is Lauren Astley. Right? Just because it was such a sad, sad case, and I, I talked about this on the Today Show. Lauren uh-huh. Astley was a, just a beautiful girl, and she was um, dating the football on the football stars of her school. Uh-huh. Really handsome young man. Apparently, early on, she had some problems with him, and um, she eventually broke up with him. And then he asked her. He said, "You know, can you come on over to my house? You know, I know we're broken up, but you know, I just want to talk to you. You know, he and he was one of those things that, uh, you know, guys, uh, a guy who is is a psychopath or has a personality disorder or is controlling, will use yeah. on a girl to say, don't you want me to feel okay about this? Don't you want me to have closure? You know, it's not, I understand why you broke up with me, but no, don't you think it's fair to give me a chance to talk it out with you? And it makes her feel bad that yes. if she doesn't come over, 
you know, she's being a, a rotten human being. That's mm-hmm. what happened to Lauren. She she fell for that. She went over to her boyfriend's ex boyfriend's house, and I guess you know there were two possibilities. He said, "Hey, you got two choices. You'll be my girlfriend, or I kill you." Well, and, oh, you know, he probably just asked, "Do you want to be my 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 girlfriend again?" And she said, "No." So he killed yes. her, and he strangled her. He cut her throat. And he threw a body in a pond. I wow. mean, this is a beautiful, beautiful, nice, nice girl. And my guess is that. She did not recognize psychopathy in this young man when she yes. started hooking up with him. That one of the things I wish her parents had been able to do with her is to really teach her, you know, to what to look for in a young man. There's a lot of nice young men out there, but there's some not nice young men out there. Yes. But, you know, a, a psychopath, a guy who wants to control, will look for the nice girl. And he'll, he'll, he'll test her to see whether she, she allows him to control her. Uh-huh. And once, he, once, she, once, she, when, once she does that, he moves in on her. Yes. And then, then, then she gets into this volatile relationship, and we see that that many times with it, you know. And then sometimes they get married, um, yes. and they're stuck in that situation until their husband beats and kills them. Uh, so you know, we want to teach our daughters about about look, you know, what what character to look for in a young man, how yes. to keep out of a relationship until we establish that this guy is really worth having a relationship with. We want to teach our young women to respect themselves and to say, you know, I have a line, don't cross it. You know, yes. you have to treat me well. If you treat me well, then I will consider you. If you if you do stuff that makes me uncomfortable, or you start trying to push me around, or disrespect me, or you know, I just just you know, you don't treat me with quality. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to involve myself with you. But that's something that has to be taught by the parents. Yes. You know, that really has to be taught by the parents. And and I don't know that that's being taught enough these days. And I want to really encourage parents to do that with their daughters. And then, you know, slow their daughters down from jumping into relationships until they can find out whether the guy is worthwhile or not. And so we're losing our girls to those kind of relationships, um, which they shouldn't be in. Um, yes. And then we even have to look at ourselves. Cause sometimes those risky relationships come from the parents. Let's say yes. you're a single mom and, you, you know, you're lonely. Uh, and you just you meet this guy and he immediately says, hey, you know, I really like you. And so six weeks later, you move him into your house. Yeah. You know, now you've got this pretty much of a stranger living in your house you know, accessing your daughter. So right. Sometimes it's the adults who are, the, who are bringing yeah. the risky relationships into their children's lives, and that's getting their children hurt. Yes. So, and these psychopaths, when, they, when they've murdered these women, uh, do they normally uh, stay in prison till they die or get executed, or do they get out of prison faster than we would imagine? Well, you know, it, it, all, it all depends on, on the situation. I mean, obviously, if they've been proven to be a serial killer, they're going to get a life sentence or, or they're going to get the best death penalty. Uh, yeah. But we have, in the case of rape, unfortunately, those guys get back out sometimes. They, yeah. they get back out and they, they sometimes end up in your neighborhood. They can end up uh, even in your house because I know some parents will say, well, you know, Cousin Ernie, <laughs> Cousin Ernie, um, yeah, you know, he, he did mess with a couple of young girls. Yeah. But, you know, he, he I'm telling you, he, I think he's a lot better now because he's been through some program. So I'm going to let yeah. him stay at the house. Oh, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. First of so, all, so people are minimizing this, this no? kind of thing. You can't cure are, you can't cure a, a sex predator. That's not yes. going to happen. Secondly, you have children in your house. You don't owe cousin Ernie the jail jailbird. You know what I mean? He's a yes. felon. You don't owe him anything. You owe your kids something. So cousin Ernie can go stay someplace else. You know, you got your kids to take care of. Those are the kind of things we have to really think about. Before we're too nice, people we don't need to be so nice to. We need to be yes. nice to our kids. So we're either being too nice at times or being or minimizing the dangers. 
Yeah, you, the word you put out is very good, minimizing. And we, yes. have, a, we have a tendency, especially if you're not, really nice people, have a tendency to minimize because they don't like to judge other people. And, you know, we all, for example, we look at ourselves and we say, well, you know, we've all made mistakes. So yeah, I don't want to judge mistakes, that person yeah. to, to know. Well, we have to do that when it comes to our kids because they didn't rely on us to do the judging because they're not mature enough to figure this stuff out. So, yes. you know, we have to do that. We have to make our, those, the world safe around our yes. kids. We have to judge whether, you know, if they're hanging out with a group of people, of friends, that we yes. say, wait a minute, these friends do not seem safe. We have yes. to step in. If our kids are starting to act like gangbangers, you know, and you're like, wait a minute, why, why are you, you know, what, what's going on here? Why are you starting to wear yeah. gang clothing? Okay, we we're coming up for I a break. Judge my kids' clothing. Yeah. Yes, we're coming better. up for a break. We're going to come back in about a minute. Hang on, everybody. Okay. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield. Total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's toll free 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. Hi, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower, and I'm back with my guest, Pat Brown. And before we, be, we continue with Pat, uh, if anybody does want to call in and uh, ask a question of Pat, you can uh, call uh, uh, 866-472-5792. And, of course, the preceding 866 would be a 1. So, again, 1-866-472-5792. Okay, Pat, we're back in... You were going to be talking about social networking and how that uh, goes into the issue of how to save your daughter's life. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, parents are very, they, they're aware of uh, social networking issues and the social media out there. But this has grown tremendously in, in recent years. I mean, I know when I was growing up, I didn't even have, you know, I never had a 
Nobody ever had that own phone even, you know what I mean? Uh, that yes. phone was on the wall, and when it rang, you didn't know who it was, and your mother picked it up, and so you better not have creepy people and your boyfriends and girlfriends all calling in. <laughs> your mother's going, who is this? You know? And yes. if, if your father picked it up, you were in even more trouble. So you had a family phone. Uh, you had a family television set. There was no Internet. I know some people listening to this day are going, really? Um, but, you know, I'm 57, so I, yes. I do remember those days. And, yes. and, you know, now, of course, we have a ton of social media out there by way of the internet and our cell phones and Facebook and Twitter and all of that. So what's what's essentially happened, which people, this is why I need parents to really think about what this really means. It's not just a bunch of electronic equipment that you go bang, bang, and you know, your, your thumbs go flipping through and it's, it looks all fun and dandy. It's not, that's not what it's about. It's about that you have opened lots of doors into your child's life, doors that would never have been opened in the past. In the past, we were at home, for example. Only people that came into a house were approved by our parents. Yes. You know, there were not gangbangers in our house. There were not drug dealers in our house. There were not pirates in our house or whatever. You know, we didn't have scummy, creepy people rolling around our house. We only had what our parents let through the door. Yes. But with social networking, getting on Internet, going into chat rooms, going on Facebook, Twitter, make you no, know, just accepting any friend out there, when your child is back, your daughter is back in her room, she shuts her bedroom door, the doors to the world may open up, and all these yes. people will pour into her bedroom. And they, I can even say that literally, because if she turns on her webcam, there may be some guy actually looking into her bedroom, yes. and looking at her naked in her bedroom. So, I mean, that, that we, you know, that's something really, really new. So she, she can access the world, and the world can access your daughter all behind those closed doors, and you do not know what's going on. So that is a real reality. So our daughters are sometimes getting sucked into very, you know, dangerous relationships with sex predators on the Internet, or they may be, you know, on their Facebook and Twitter pages being bullied by, by people, kids from school or people they don't even know, just uh-huh. getting together and ganging up on her. And, and the thing is, it's all done in her own bedroom or on her phone while she's sitting in a friend's house or in the backyard, and you do not know. And so this is something we, the parents, really have to wake up, you know, get their heads out of the sand and say, you know, my daughter is, there's a lot more doors open into my daughter's life for people to come in and abuse her. And, yes. you know, this is sometimes, if we, if we look at some of the newspaper stories, some of this has led to girls committing suicide. It has led to girls, you know, hooking up with some you know, older guy on the Internet and just picking off of them <laughs> and ending up dead someplace. Yeah. It opens up some really scary, scary places for your daughter. Yeah, and so, so you better so, know what your daughter's involved yeah. with. And my suggestion is, for example, they know that computer, that should be in the front room. You know, it should be in the front room where your daughter cannot hide what she's doing. Yes. And sit there and go into chat rooms and not have you know about it. That you seems know, very reasonable, but uh, there's a lot of families where they don't take care of this matter. Well, you know, we, we try, you know, one of the things, you know, that happens, and, and, and I believe me, I know, I, I get hate mail. I get hate. I get hate mail, I get, I get nasty comments on sites, you know, where I've just, you know, spoken about this topic or about my book. And uh-huh. they'll say, that, that Pat Brown, she's, she's, that woman's crazy. She's just, she's telling us, you know, or, you know, she wants you to overprotect your child and she wants to lock your daughter, you know, her, your daughter's in the, in the attic and she thinks all men are rapists and she's just paranoid and blah, blah, blah. And they go crazy. Yeah. And then it's like, wait a minute, I'm not saying that, but I'm, you know, it, it, to be a responsible parent is a good thing. And if you think we shouldn't be responsible parents and we shouldn't know what's happening in our kids' lives, we shouldn't make our kids' lives positive and healthy and, and, and have our, 
our daughter's going in a, in a great direction, I, I'm sorry, but that, that that's pretty sad. Because, you know, one of the things you want to do as a parent, I mean, I've raised three kids, and I know what it felt. Every year my kids grew older and weren't in jail, <laughs> weren't yeah. doing drugs, weren't pregnant, didn't get somebody pregnant. Yeah. So another year I went, thank God, made it through that year, got my kids one year older without disaster occurring. I want yes. them to get to adulthood. That was my, 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 my goal. Get them to adulthood without them destroying their lives or having their lives taken from them. And, you yes. know, and that, I think every parent wants that for their child. They don't want their child to be messed up. I mean, it's, it is really not fun to have a, your daughter pregnant at 14 with some really horrible guy who you don't even want around the house and you're afraid to let your grandchild go visit. And your son is in, into mess, you know? Yes. Do you so, want this for your kids? Nobody wants yeah, it for their yeah. kids. But if we don't do something, one day we may wake up and there's our daughter going, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have a, que- I have a question for you. You, know, you don't with, want that to happen. With, this, with the social networking, uh, in addition to you know home computers and all that, um, most uh, cell phones now have uh, the Internet on the cell phone. Yes, they do. And, you know, so, but here, yeah. here's a funny thing that nobody ever considers. Depending on the age of your child and what, how, what kind of you know what kind of child daughter you have, yeah, you have to know your own daughter. I mean, it, you know, you know, some daughters are you do you can they they mature at a, you know a certain rate. Maybe they're very very grounded, you know, at certain age. You know, you can trust them to some extent. You know, but a lot of our daughters are just what, what they're teens. You know what I mean? They're just teens, and they'll they'll get caught up in all kinds of stuff. So, yes. it, you know, we do not have to get them, get this one. We don't have to give them a phone with internet on it. <gasps> yes. You know, we can give them a phone that's called a phone that you can yes. dial home. You know, why, why do our kids, I mean, I've heard about this. People say, you know, they got the, the kids have laptops when they're eight. They have, they have cell phones when they're eight. I'm like, what in the world? Your kids do not have to have all this stuff. They should grow older. They should earn their way into it. They should earn maybe a, uh, a limited form of it, like if you need, you know, your your child needs to be able to contact you in an emergency. Get get them a phone that doesn't have all the bells and whistles. Yes, but you know, those kinds. But the parents, they can have yes. a computer. They can have a laptop without internet on it. I know, but I'm, what I want to say is, uh, it seems to me the majority of parents don't take that position that their kids should not have the internet on their phones. That's, this is true. I think a yeah, lot of parents it's a terrible take problem. the position that their child should be able to do pretty much everything, and they'll be okay, or they're they're gonna they'll handle it. They'll, they'll be smart enough. They can read any book they want. They can see any movie they want. It yeah. doesn't really matter if they're watching, certain, you know, to play any video game they want. It just doesn't really matter. They're, they'll be okay. Well, you know, you're if you're feeding your child a whole bunch of terrible negative stuff, your child yeah. may not be okay. Your child, you know. It may affect them very badly. And people will say things like, oh, kids know this thing's fantasy in real life. I'm telling you, those lines get really blurred. And on top of that, they, you know, just that constant negativity put into them, if, it, if, it, if it's depressing stuff, um, if it's angry yeah. stuff, if it's, if it's sexual stuff, uh, it, it does start to form their thinking. Yeah, so this and is a huge, huge no problem. About that. Any, anybody will say, you know, that has an effect. You know, if it didn't, then we wouldn't have advertising. Yeah. So the majority of uh, teenagers and even younger kids have access to the uh, Internet, and most parents don't seem to think it's a big deal. It's a terrible problem. I think problem. they really don't think it's a big deal. I think they also, I, you know, I, I don't think parents a lot of times even know what's out there. 
Um, one of the jokes I make in the book is, you know, you don't want your daughter to put in the word horse and find a woman doing one. Uh-huh. But that's what can happen on the Internet. There's porn sites that are totally open, totally free. Your, yeah. your children can access any time. There's a myriad of all kinds of really bizarre things that your, your, your child can just wander into. I mean, I know as a criminal profiler, I've learned about some things just by accidentally clicking on something going... Really? That never occurred to me. <laughs> you know, yes. I, I ran, one day I ran into a guy who, whose fetish was, let's see, what was it? It was pretend, it was fantasizing he was a boa constrictor. Uh-huh. And then his fantasy was to go on a date with a girl, kiss her, and then he would, you know, as a boa constrictor completely, you know, suck this girl down into his, his snakeness. You know, I'm yeah. like, really? That's a fetish. What? You know, I, you know, I know a lot of stuff about that because that's part of my field, but I'm like, wow, I didn't know that one. Yeah. But now, guess what? I have an image in my head of <laughs> a guy playing, pretending he's a snake, you know, yeah. because I ran into that by accident. Now, my curiosity about that pretty much stopped there, but, you know, teenagers are very curious people. They run into yeah. something like, ooh, what's this all about? Oh, it's a cannibal site. wonder what that's about. And if yes. they go on that cannibal site, they might find, they might see Luca Magnata, the serial killer up in Canada, who killed his roommate and chopped him into little smithereens and, and did that on the video and put it on YouTube. Yes. They may run into that. That wasn't blocked. I, I, I was able to watch that video of him killing his roommate and eating parts of him and cutting him into... Uh, it was absolutely the most, one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen yes. that was so, on YouTube for all to see, including your... Uh, okay, so the issue is there's this huge amount of depravity, depravity and um, most uh, people aren't really too concerned about it. They just uh, go to sleep about it, and uh, there's nothing that can be done. It's terrible. Yeah, I think I think they kind of just push it to the side, and I'm not saying you. I'm not saying people yeah. can run around paranoid all the time and 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 and, yeah. and see everything negatively themselves. Yeah. What I'm we're coming saying in, is that we're, if you we're know coming into the last too, break, you know it's there. Work on work yeah. on sheltering your child to some extent from it, so they don't okay. get. Ha- hang on, we're days. going for our last break. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield. Total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. 
Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. Hi, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower. I'm back with my guest, Pat Brown. We're talking about uh, different aspects of her book, How to Save Your Daughter's Life. Um, if anybody wants to call in with a question, you can d- dial 1-866-472-5792. So, Pat, let's talk about prostitution and how that is part of the problem with uh, trying to save your daughter's life. Well, you know, it's a time people look at that sometimes and go, what? what's that doing in a book? My daughter would my daughter would never get in the prostitution. Hey, you know, that would never happen. Um, let me tell you, uh, some parents out there, yes, it can. Um uh, there's a lot of reasons why your daughter could end up in that particular profession, if you want to call it that. Um, and, and in addition, uh, by way of the myth that we hear, the number one myth out there right now is that there are these sex rings running around the United States, and while your daughter is on her way to buy an ice cream cone, the sex ring just swoops down and kidnaps her up the street. And she vanishes into a sex ring, you know, where she's uh, held captive for years and, and has to service all these men. And let me tell you, you know, no, that does not happen in the U.S. Uh, that that happens in maybe Thailand, and it happens in other countries in the world that are struggling with, you know, uh, they do struggle with sex rings, they struggle with a lot of poverty, and and, and girls do get kidnapped into that. Uh, in our country, we have seen Chinese Chinese women be lured, young Chinese women be lured to the country with a promise of jobs, and then they have the sex ring, and the uh, the sex the guys running the ring take away their passports, and so they're kind of beholden to them to get their passports yes. back. We do see that sometimes with legal immigration where young like women coming in from Central America are, are, are pulled off and forced into yeah. prostitution. However, for girls that are born in this country, people picking up my book, your daughter's not going to be kidnapped off the street into a sex ring. If she's kidnapped off the street, it'll be a rapist or a serial killer, but it's not going yeah. to be a sex ring. How does your girl get there? Let me tell you, number one way is simply that she has a terrible home life. She gets depressed. She can't take it anymore. She runs away. When a girl runs away, pimps are waiting for her at the bus stop. You know, when she gets off Greyhound, there they are, because she's got no way to live, and they know uh-huh. that, and they move right in, and eventually they, they groom her into the life of prostitution and become her pimp. That is the number one way. Yes. Uh, there are other ways, though, and here's here's something very interesting. Like, for example, you could talk to your daughter about it. I'm, very, I'm, I'm really encouraged for parents to be open with their girls about certain things. Let's say you're driving down the street. You see a massage parlor on, on the side of the road. Uh-huh. You might mention to your teenage daughter, 15, you say, hey, you see that massage parlor over there? And she goes, yeah, guess what? They're not doing massages over there. That's a front for prostitution. Yes. You know what happens to some of the girls that go into there? Some of those girls are actually college girls. They go uh-huh. to college, uh, and they're, they're some friend of theirs tells them they can make some money, you know, uh, you know, real fast money that they can pay their college bills and tuition, and, and they don't, all they have to do is, you know, be topless in there and give a guy a massage. Uh-huh. And they go in there, do that job, and, and all of a sudden the guy offers them money, and and they realize, wow, they can make a lot of money, so they end up servicing that man that night sexually. Yes. And hey, you know, actually, if they don't do that, the massage parlor will fire them by the end of the first night because they're not coming back and they're not making those guys happy. That's uh-huh. what really goes on there. And sometimes you tell your daughter, girls go in there thinking, you know, not even realizing what they're getting into, but then there's all this money, and they get swept up into it, and pretty soon that's what they do every night is, you know, you know, exchange money, you know, sex for money. And your daughter goes, really? Oh, my God. Well, that helps because let's say your daughter now is going to college and some girlfriend says, hey, I work at the massage bar. She goes, oh, my mother told me about that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She will learn, you know, what's unsafe to get involved in. So, so one of the, there are, there are a lot of sex industries that do 
lure women in, lure, lure young women in, uh, especially as they're going off to college, because you know pornography. That, 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 that whole industry will lure girls in. And, and some girls just, you know, they'll even get lured into it right on the end of their home. Some guy will offer them money, and they'll think, oh, my God, they can make $200. I'm pretty sure she's on Craigslist, you know, yeah. <laughs> offering but, herself. But, so what can happen to your daughter, because prostitution means really fast money. And, yes. you know, if your girl is already, let's say, involved in sex, let's say she has she's moved a little too fast in life, she's had sex with a number of guys, she may not even, you know, she may just think, oh, whatever. You know, I'm already giving, giving it away. I might as well, you know, get a little money, on, you know, for doing it. You know, it's not really, she doesn't think it's all that bad. So it's really important to talk to your girls about, you know, to, to, to avoid any of those situations which might get them dragged into sex, including, by the way, drugs, you know, because some girls, you know, they, they start doing drugs with their friends and pretty soon they can't afford the drugs. How are they going to get the money? Oh, yeah. yeah. Somebody says, you can, you can go with that guy. He'll give you 50 bucks for some sex. Then you can buy your drugs. Yeah. Or you can exchange so, that for drugs. Yeah. There you so, go, prostitution. So, okay, so from, wait, I'm going to say something. So from uh, what you said earlier regarding the prostitution, uh, for at least uh, girls and teenagers in uh, the United States, um, those who become prostitutes frequently had terrible home life Well, situations. no, no, no. Only the girls who run away from home is what I'm talking about. But but other girls, you know, they just get caught up with. Sometimes it's excitement. Some girls come from pretty nice homes, but yeah. then they're told you can come. You know, let's, let's go to Vegas. It's really exciting in Vegas, and you can be a showgirl. They yeah. a lot of girls can. They they think modeling, acting, any kind of show business stuff is so exciting. They're going to be pretty. They're going to have fancy clothes, and they just get really sucked into that stuff. So your girl can be totally middle class. You can have two parents in the home, and home life can be pretty decent. But your daughter likes a little bit of excitement in her life, and she likes pretty things, and she just thinks, oh my God, if I go out there, I can, maybe I can get, become a model. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of years later, you find out that she's working for an escort service and uh, she's not modeling. She's, a, and, no, and you know, no escort okay. service is anything but a prostitution front. So she's and, not, you know. And so uh, are most of these young women uh, legal adults when they go into prostitution? Well, the, well, the ones who, the ones who are probably actually working for the escort services and massage parlors, yes. But the girls uh-huh. who are trading, Know, sex for drugs when because they need drugs. They may be 16, uh-huh. 15, 14, 13, and the girls are running away from home. You know, some of those girls are uh, they're not even teens yet. And when these girls get when these girls run away from home, at times is it uh, very difficult for the parents to find these girls? Oh yeah, it can get really difficult because the pimp the pimps will hide them. It's very hard to go and look, you know, locate them. And then when you do, the, it's sometimes very hard to bring them back to regular life because. They're so different now, you know, they're so yes. used to that lifestyle. And, of course, they also may be gotten into drugs. You know, prostitution may bring them into drugs uh, and not vice versa because they can't, you know, they're trying to deal with it. a sordid life, and so they start doing drugs, and now they're a drug addict on top of it. So bringing your girl back from that life, very difficult. So you don't want your daughter to go there. The same thing yes. with getting pregnant too young. You no, know, she daughter has a baby at 14. She's already, she's already got to deal with that stuff when she shouldn't have to. If your daughter yes. gets into you know, sex too young, she's already, you know, she does, she's not waiting for somebody decent to have sex with her. She might have, you know, gotten you know, sex with so many, so many guys that just she loses any kind of, you know, real yes. appreciation for sex, making love, you know, maybe completely gone. So, you know, you're, you don't want your yes. daughter rushing down a road, which is just going to kind of destroy her life. Yes. So um, you, you also want to talk about books, television, and movies. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Anything we bring into our daughter's life, anything, has yeah. it has an effect. And again, you know, like with like social media, we have to 
we have to understand what they're what they're reading and what they're saying. We we you know parents tend to worry about what their kids eat. We know that yeah. we, our kids eat junk food, they get fat, they get diabetes. We worry about that, but then we think it's perfectly okay for our daughter to read just the most negative, depressing books in the world. Books you know they're uh, never to have girls in it that are being abused by guys or being yes. controlled by men or, 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 you know, not having loving relationships with men. So if they, they don't, like, I, I, I kind of, you know, stomp on Twilight. Because <laughs> I don't, I, I really think that's one of the, the most horrible books ever written because, you know, Bella is a terrible example of what a girl should want to be in life. Uh, who, wants yes. to, who wants to die and become a vampire and live a yes. horrible, creepy life? That's not positive. So, you know, your daughter right. may survive reading it. But if your daughter, that's all your daughter reads, and you wonder why one day she's so depressed and hates life and hangs herself in the closet, that could be why, you know? Yes. She needs positive, happy things in her life. You know, things that give her great role models, and, you know, I want to grow up and yeah. do these incredible things, you know? We have to, wonderful uh, things, not, okay. not, not become a vampire, okay. you know? So, so basically, we need parents who are going to, uh, uh, take, take strong measures to help their daughter stay alive. Absolutely, you know, uh, yes. you know, we have to step up to the plate as parents. Right. And I don't, I'm not saying we have to be paranoid, but we should, we should educate ourselves, we should educate yes. our daughters. Okay. And we well, should, we should be there for our daughters. Right. If we see our daughters are about to get themselves okay. harmed, we shouldn't just say, well, let's yeah. just see what happens. <laughs> you know, past time, we, we have we to stop. To prevent Pat, that. Thank, Pat, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having and, me. And uh, I really appreciate all of all the information you and gave the us. Daughter is a, the, the book is available at, on uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble online, and at any bookstore. So, okay, how to save your daughter's life? I hope the parents get out there and get okay. it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Thank you again for listening today. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Human Behavior: What a Trip with Dr. Jonathan Brower on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have fun experiencing your human behavior. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.